back, Ram fans. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Episode 332, I'm going to kick things off by talking real quickly about a Ram who wore number 32, and then we're going to get to my Rams-Giants preview and predictions. And there's a little bit of news we need to cover as well. For episode 332, I decided to talk about a Ram who wore number 32, a safety that might have been the hardest hitting Ram I have ever watched play, and that would be Toby Wright, drafted in 1994 out of Nebraska in the second round, played one year for the Los Angeles Rams, four more years for the St. Louis Rams, and then a final year with Washington. Ended up playing 58 games for the Rams, 44 starts, had seven interceptions, six of them in his sophomore year, 1995. Drafted in the same draft in the same round as Isaac Bruce. Played for some weak teams, though, so he never really got the notoriety that he deserves, in my opinion. 5'11", 212 pounds, and man, he brought it. And that's what I will remember Toby Wright for, number 32. An old-school, hard-hitting safety for the Los Angeles and St. Louis Rams. News worth covering here. The Vikings and Packers, they have a big game this week, a game that impacts the Rams. If those two teams tied and the Rams win, Rams will be in the playoffs. But it's going to be a very impactful game. And we already talked about the Packers benching Jari Alexander for that big screw-up going out for the coin toss and Now you've all heard the story. I won't rehash it, but he got suspended for a game for crashing that party and almost costing his team a possession. Meanwhile, the Vikings have decided to bench Nick Mullins in favor of Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall is the rookie out of BYU. It looks like a very promising player. He already had a start this year, actually, when Kirk Cousins went down. Week 9 against Atlanta completed 5 of 6 passes for 78 yards before exiting with a concussion, and that brought on Josh Dobbs. Vikings not thrilled with Nick Mullins' performance at this point, so they're going back to Jaron Hall. We'll have to see how that plays out. Jaron Hall throwing to Justin Jefferson with no Jari Alexander on the field, and Hall can hurt you with his legs as well. Hoping the Vikings can pull that out, and then the Lions knock off the Vikings in Week 18. That would be a recipe for a Rams playoff berth as long as the Rams take care of business this Sunday. And I stumbled across a YouTube video, Chris Long, going on a long diatribe about how scary the Rams offense looks right now, talking about the running game, talking about Matthew Stafford looking like exactly what you want in an NFL quarterback at this point, and he's right on both accounts. And comparing this team to the 2018 Rams Super Bowl team, the team that lost in the Super Bowl, are they better at quarterback? Yes. Are they better at their number two wide receiver spot, Puka Nakua versus Robert Woods? 
Are they better at running back? No, but they're still pretty good at different kind of running back in Kyron Williamson. Remember, Todd Gurley was banged up for that Super Bowl in the offensive line, mauling people. Now, he had his concerns about the defense, but he did remind everybody they still have Aaron Donald over there. Chris Long, always loved that guy, and he is certainly impressed with the way the Rams are playing right now. Let's get to the injury report. Rams had a pretty clean report on Thursday. Not so much on Friday. A couple items of concern. Left tackle Alaric Jackson is now on the injury report with a thigh injury, apparently incurred during Friday practice. And Ernest Jones, filling under the weather, he was kept at home. Puka Nakua had some tightness in his hip, so he was pulled. Jones and Nakua both listed as questionable, but Sean McVay expects them to play. And the most significant item on the latest injury report for the Giants, rookie cornerback Deontay Banks listed as questionable. Hey, let's get into my Rams-Giants preview. Week 17 game in New York. The Rams lead the series 29-17, so they've done well over the years against the Giants. That's despite a seven-game winning streak by the Giants from 2002 to 2016. The Rams have won the last three. This series goes back to 1938. The last time they played October 2021, Rams 38, Giants 11, Daryl Henderson and Cooper Cup both scored a couple of TDs. Any games that should be mentioned well, I don't know how many times I've talked on this podcast about that 1989 playoff game, the Flipper Anderson walkout TD in New York, so I won't go over that again. The odds as I'm recording this, Rams minus five and a half. The weather, it will probably be in the low 40s, quite cold, but no rain forecast should not be a significant issue. How have the Giants done this year? Well, the Giant faithful were very hopeful after they squeaked into the playoffs last year, but it has not gone well. 5-10, and ten, very competitive last week against the Eagles, though. Their wins have come against the Cardinals, Patriots, Packers, and two wins over the Commanders, so not an impressive resume. That win over the Packers was critical from a Rams perspective, really did the Rams a favor. Team stats near the bottom on offense, dead last, moving the ball through the air. Running game is respectable with Saquon Barkley, though. On defense in the bottom third. As Ram fans know from the Jeff Fisher days, though, a pitiful offense could really stress the defense, so this unit may actually be a little bit better than the stats would lead you to believe. But they are giving up 131 yards per game on the ground. So Kyron Williams will be saying hello to that defense for sure. Player stats, Tommy DeVito, the third quarterback of the year, after Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor went down, but DeVito was benched at halftime last week against the Eagles, replaced by Taylor, so Tyrod Taylor has regained that starting position. Saquon Barkley, one of the better running backs in the league, 877 yards rushing, a 4.0 average per carry. Their leading receiver, Darius Slayton, 602 yards. Their leading tackler, Bobby Okariki, 132 tackles. Got a couple of good guys on defense. Kayvon Thibodeau, second-year guy out of Oregon. 
brings a lot of heat. And our old buddy Ashawn Robinson anchoring that defensive line. Their rookie defensive back, Dion Banks, has really stood out. And their kicker, Mason Crosby, of all people. Coached by Brian Dable. Aside from Ashawn Robinson, the only other Ram connection I could find is their wide receiver coach, Mike Groh. Remember, he was hired by the Rams in 2016, Jeff Fisher's last year with the Rams, coached the wideouts for the Rams, and was the passing coordinator as well. Four draft picks of theirs I really liked. Deontay Banks, the starter, he was the one that was getting all over the Washington Commanders for passing him in the draft. John Michael Smits, the center, pretty good player. Wide receiver Jalen Hyatt and running back Eric Gray. What are my fearsome four keys to this game? Well, fearsome key number one, the Rams just have to continue pounding the rock, and this is a team they should be able to do that against. Move the ball on the ground against this defense should not be that difficult. That'll open up the passing game, and that's been the Rams' M.O. for a few weeks now. Just need to continue doing that. Fearsome key number two, once again playing an inferior opponent, in my opinion, just need a clean game. No easy TD surrendered, and we still haven't checked that box. Limit the turnovers. Limit the splash plays by the opposition. Pretty simple. Here's some key number three. Get up early and suck the life out of these guys. Season's winding down. A lot of these players got to be ready to check out. Rams get up 17 to nothing. Game should be over. And here's some key number four. Let's just be really efficient in the red zone on offense. I'd like to see Lucas Haversick try a couple of 40-yarders, but I don't want him to be doing that when the game's on the line. I'd rather we punch it in, get a big lead, don't settle for field goals when the game is still competitive. Save that for later. View that as a practice session for our field goal kicking unit. How about that? Got to be efficient in the red zone. We've been struggling in that respect a little bit. Need to start figuring that out. Final word, this is another team that we are better than. Wow, it's fun saying that. Just need to take care of business, run the ball, finish drives, shut down Saquon Barkley, just like we did Alvin Kamara. Barkley's a different beast, though. Entirely different kind of running back. What is my prediction? Well, Rams are going to get up early. Take a 22-point lead into the fourth quarter and then give up a couple of big plays. Get a late TD. Go for two. Fail. And the Rams win by eight, 34-26. I don't know if you noticed the trend here, but that's what the Rams have been doing. Seemingly in total control. Letting a weaker opponent back into the game and then closing it out and winning by eight. I'm kind of kidding here. I think the Rams will put up 34. Hopefully the Giants won't put up 26. My final prediction, let's go with 34 to 17 Rams. How about that? Back in a second with our Rams up straight up game picks. Time for my Rams up straight up game picks for week 17. Last week, I went 9-6, and six, kind of disappointed in myself. I was going to take the Bucks over the Jags, and as I was reciting my picks, I flipped it to the Jags, and I got that one wrong. But 9-6, 144 correct, 95 wrong on the season, which isn't bad. Kind of in the mix with the experts across NFL media, maybe a tad behind. 
This week, Jets-Browns game already played, and I took the Browns. Lions-Cowboys, I rolled with the home team. If this was in Detroit, I'd take the Lions. In Dallas, I'd take the Cowboys. Fun fact about this game, Jared Goff needs 162 yards to become the 53rd player in NFL history to throw for 30,000 yards. Dolphins at the Ravens, and going to be a little chilly in Baltimore. I don't think weather's going to be a giant issue. This is a matchup between the stingiest defense, the Ravens, and the highest scoring offense, the Dolphins. But the Dolphins' defense doesn't get a lot of credit. Over the last eight weeks, number one in the league in EPA per play. But I'll take the Ravens. They are just playing too good. Hopefully, this isn't a trap game. Playing their biggest competitor for the AFC crown at this point in the season. They'll be ready for that game. Take the Ravens. Patriots at the Bills. Patriots' defense will be a challenge for the Bills. Patriots have a history of ruining the Bills' party. They already beat the Bills this year in the first matchup back in October, and the Bills are 12-1 against divisional opponents over the last three years. That one loss coming to, you guessed it, the Patriots. But Bills will win this game. They are on a roll. Probably the two hottest teams in the league right now, the Bills and the Rams. Falcons at the Bears, one of the more difficult games to pick. The Bears, you know, they'll surprise you. At home, it'll be cold. Falcons playing for something. They need to win out, and they could be a playoff team. They really need some help, though. They actually need the Bucks to lose to the Saints. But I'm going to take the Bears. Just not sold on the Falcons quarterback situation. Titans at the Texans. C.J. Stroud is back, and if the Texans win out, they are in the playoffs. They control their own destiny. The Titans are always tough, though. Cannot take them lightly, regardless of their record. They come to play every week, but I'll take the Texans in this one. Raiders at the Colts. Raiders have certainly had a resurgence, especially on defense. Took care of the Chiefs. Indianapolis, a team with something to play for. Technically, the Raiders have something to play for, but they're a real long shot. But remember, the Raiders, over this two-game winning streak, they've had multiple defensive touchdowns in both games. You can't count on that every week. I'll take the Colts, and if you're noticing a trend, every game I've picked so far, I've rolled with the home team, and same with the Panthers at the Jags. Man, the Jags season has imploded on them, but Jags 0-4 in December, but they can still win the AFC South. They need a win. Colts and Texans lose. Jags win the division. Panthers may be just what the doctor ordered. Jags get the win. The first visiting team I'm taking, the Rams at the Giants. That's a no-brainer for two reasons. I always pick the Rams. And the other reason, the Rams are clearly the better team here with something to play for as well. So maybe that's three reasons. Cardinals at the Eagles. Not as much separates these two teams as you think. The Eagles defense has really struggled recently. I think they're middle of the pack, even in the bottom half right now. And the Cardinals present some unique challenges with Kyler Murray. But I will take the Eagles. They have too much on the line. Saints at the Bucks. This is a big NFC showdown. And Carr, so disappointing. But we all saw that coming, right? He's a stopgap measure at best as far as quarterbacking your team. Baker Mayfield, we might have thought he was stopgap as well, but he has played really well. I'll play Derek Carr, that's for sure. 
So I'll take the Bucks. If the Saints lose, they are done, eliminated from the playoffs. 49ers at the Commanders. 49ers, you know, people are all over them, including me, but they didn't really play that badly. Five turnovers. You know, that's that's a pretty big deal to lose at home to the Ravens, turning the ball over five times. They'll take care of business in Washington. Steelers at the Seahawks, and this is another extremely important game. And I'm sorry, I cannot pick the Seahawks as much as I... In the back of my mind, I think they're probably going to win this game, but the Steelers are in a groove. Mason Rudolph really played well. This will be, this is a game to watch, man. And I'm pulling for the Steelers and I'm picking the Steelers. Fun fact, the Steelers have not won in Seattle since 1983. Let's hope that changes. Chargers at the Broncos. And man, Broncos have benched Russell Wilson. And the Chargers have a little bit of new life moving on from Brandon Staley. They played well against the Bills. I'm picking them to beat the Broncos, but I wouldn't bet a dollar on it. As a matter of fact, I don't know if I'd ever bet on the Chargers at all. But in my gut here, I think they're going to win this game. The Broncos, yet another team that will be eliminated from the playoffs with a loss. Bengals at the Chiefs. Man, both these teams had high hopes a few weeks ago. And now they're both kind of treading water. I'll take the Chiefs at home. But history tells us this Bengals team could show up and play really well and steal a win here. If it was Joe Burrow playing, I'd probably take the Bengals. But Jake Browning's play has tailed off a little bit. Bengals won't be eliminated with a loss, but their chances would drop to under 8%, less than an 8% chance of making the playoffs if they lose this one. We'll take the Chiefs in their defense. Not so much the Chiefs' offense at this point. Defense has been playing well. Packers at the Vikings. You cannot overstate how important this game is as far as the NFC playoff picture affects a bunch of teams. Vikings bench their quarterback. Packers bench their best defensive player in a game that means so much. Jaron Hall will be playing quarterback for the Vikings versus Jordan Love of the Packers. I'm just going to go with the home team here, thinking Jaron Hall will present some significant problems for the Packers in just his second start. So we'll take the Vikings. And yeah, a couple of these games, I'm picking the outcome that I really desire that will benefit the Rams. Guilty as charged. There you go. That's my Rams up straight up picks for this week. Picking only four visiting teams, the Rams, 49ers, Steelers, and Chargers. going to do it for this episode remember you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com and don't forget about our youtube channel our handle is at laramsup.com till next time keep the horns up stay safe and have fun out there